Welcome to the journey with Sarah Alexia, where we embark on life's roller coasters together because this life is not easy. Join me, your host, Sarah Alexia, as we navigate the twists and turns, finding comfort in the belief that with a touch of humor, because I can be funny, a sprinkle of motivation, and a dash of divine guidance, life's journeys becomes not just bearable, but truly remarkable. Get ready for a podcast full of wisdom, motivation, and the timeless words from the good book itself, the Holy Bible. Let the journey begin. Hey guys, welcome back to the journey with Sarah Alexia. I'm super excited that you decided to tune in in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast channel and turn on notifications so that way you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at underscore underscore Sarah Alexia. I pray that this episode blesses you. And if it does, please share it with about seven other people. All right, let's get into it. So let's get into it. So what's going on? I know it's been a minute, but God is still good. Um, I will share probably in future episodes what these past four weeks have been looking like. But for now, we just move on with life. We do not dwell on the past, but we're just pressing forward towards the mark. So in my recent episode, I discussed how the root of haughtiness may stem from comparison, which may stem from pride. What I have noticed, though, is that when it comes to our certain struggles, there are always negative branches and negative roots. Or in other words, the way I like to put it and the way I like to visualize it is that there are doors that we open and these doors allow negative cousins to come into our souls. Now, the reason I call them cousins is because when we look at the definition of the word cousin, it means, according to Google, a person belonging to the same extended family. So keep this definition in mind as we navigate through the rest of this episode. Now, when it comes to haughtiness, which I discussed in my last episode, the cousin here is comparison. Another cousin is pride. And eventually you just have a whole bunch of cousins having a family reunion in your soul. And what is your soul? Your soul is your mind. Your soul is your will. And your soul is your emotion. Now keep in mind, while the cousins are there, they call up their other cousins, anxiety. They call up their other cousin, depression, anger, etc. Because the party just doesn't stop at comparison. The party just doesn't stop at pride. There are other cousins invited to the party. But think about it. The only reason why the family reunion has started is because the door was open. Because you were faced with the circumstance and did not handle it correctly. Or you probably just didn't have the resources or the community to face that circumstance correctly. Now let's think about comparison and the cousin that it's inviting to the party of life or the party of death. And I'll get into that later. So comparison doesn't just show up in our lives. There's a problem that occurs which invites other problems or other cousins. For example, and I mentioned this probably in another episode, but your brother, right? At a young age, he was celebrated for his good grades. Like he was just the honor roll student. He he was just the, the, the stellar son. 
And you, you realize that you weren't really celebrated because, you know, maybe you couldn't focus in school as much. Maybe you wasn't as smart as your brother and you noticed that, you know, the celebration was different or that you just weren't being celebrated at, at all. So, you know, now, now a door has opened and here comes comparison. And not only that, comparison invites his cousin pride because now you find yourself having to prove yourself to everyone, not only to your brother, but to your parents, to your classmates, to your teammates, etc. So in this party of life, AKA the party of death, we have comparison and we have pride. But look over there, look over there. You have cousin rejection, right? Because you're trying so hard to prove your, you're trying so hard to prove yourself. It's hard for you to accept the loss or criticism, or maybe it's just hard for you to accept that you won't be chosen. Just like you weren't chosen to be celebrated, right? So now you feel rejected or or you feel like everyone is against you or quote unquote, nothing's going right for you. So now at the party, we have comparison, we have pride, we have rejection. And if you go on with life, not addressing the hurt from that itty bitty celebration of your brother's, brother's good grades, you might find cousin jealousy, you might find cousin fear, you might find cousin anger, cousin resentment, cousin rebellion, etc. So let's keep another scenario. You get into a relationship with this guy or you get into a relationship with this girl because this applies to both genders and you find out two years into the relationship that he cheats on you. This caused a deep wound in your soul. Again, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. So now you just feel like you can't forgive him or her. And guess what? You just open the door and let cousin unforgiveness in. Now, if you don't handle the breakup correctly, and again, that requires resources, that requires community, that requires you being vulnerable. This is like, I, I personally think that's how you handle a breakup correctly. But if you don't handle it correctly, unforgiveness will invite cousin bitterness. You'll find yourself saying, you know, I won't date men anymore or I won't date women anymore. And then you turn into a, I don't want to talk about that, but I'm going to leave that alone because that's a whole different door. But unforgiveness has now invited bitterness. Now, with cousin bitterness, we now have cousin anger. You're just mad and everything someone does just makes you angry because it low-key reminds you of the one who hurt you. So at the party, we now have unforgiveness along with cousin bitterness and along with cousin anger. And again, if it's not dealt with correctly by assessing the root cause, which was rejection, sooner or later, you will have cousin pride. And that's the, I can do bad all by myself, folks. You'll have cousin resentment. You'll have cousin fear you'll have cousin insecurity and more and I could dive into like you know how these cousins come about but I'm pretty sure if you've been through this kind of circumstance you understand where I'm coming from now let's think about one last scenario so let's say you're 15 years old and you have the purest heart then out of nowhere, your friend or your best friend exposes you to pornography, which has now opened a door to lust. So with cousin lust comes cousin secretive, and I bet you didn't know that secrecy was a cousin. 
Because now you don't want anyone to know that you watch naked people or and that you low-key enjoy watch watch you low-key enjoyed watching naked naked people. So now you become real secretive. Not only that comes cousin curiosity. And I bet you're like, whoa, how is curiosity a cousin? Well, let's think about Adam and Eve. Isn't that what got them in trouble? They were curious. So now you have cousin curiosity. Um, because now you're you're just curious to know, like, you know, the, the naked people that you saw on this on this phone screen or this computer screen, the naked people that you saw, you want to experience what they experience. So now cousin curiosity was actually able to control you and bring that curiosity into action, just like the serpent did to Eve, right? So so let's say, let's just say like, you know, now that it's been brought into action and things just didn't work out, like, you know, because just because you were secretive and curious doesn't mean that, you know, your feelings were involved. Like you became curious, it came into action. And now your feelings are hurt because things didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. Just like with Adam and Eve, things didn't work out when they ate the apple or the fruit, just the way that they thought it was going to work out. Because that's how that's how Satan gets into us. But we're not talking about Satan here. We're just talking about doors and cousins. But now we have cousin shame. We have cousin rejection. We have cousin depression. And we have all these other cousins, all because of exposure to one thing. Sometimes it's not just situations that causes these doors to open, but it's also exposure. Like, I know I've been saying, like, you know, you didn't handle the situation correctly, but sometimes it's really just being exposed to something, being exposed to pornography, being exposed to, you know, domestic violence, being exposed to rejection. Just by looking at it, you, you witness your parents being rejected. You witness your brother being rejected or you witness, you know, someone beating up your sister or someone beating up your brother. Like you, exposure also allows for the door of your soul to be open and allows these negative cousins to come in. So I know I just said a mouthful and you're probably wondering like, why are you talking about all these open doors and cousins? I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I'll often hear folks say, it seems like my life just keeps getting worse or I can never catch a break, or my two favorite lines is, I am quote unquote emotionally unstable, or I can't seem to break this cycle and this is just who I am as a person. And my response to all these valid remarks, because they're very much valid, is have you done the work to get to the main cousin who opened the door? Because there's always a main cousin that opened that door. And we often find ourselves just going through cycles due to the simple fact that we have not addressed the hurt in the first place or addressed the exposure. When we're exposed to things, we like to be secretive about it, but it's, it's important to expose the fact that you've been exposed, right? Now, given the three scenarios mentioned earlier, it's absolutely valid that folks go through what they go through. Granted, the scenarios described earlier are personal experiences for myself. So I definitely believe that I had every right to feel the way that I felt. However, something had to give and something had to break. That door had to be shut eventually. I could not keep going through the cycles of lust. I could not keep going through the cycle of rejection, low self-esteem, etc. Just because these cousins are trying to have a party in my soul. And remember, I can't say this enough. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. I'll get deeper into what that is in another episode, but understand that your soul is is composed of three things. And like, I'll, I'll get into it into another episode. But you'll often find that when you start doing some soul searching, you'll tackle one problem. And just when you thought you've overcome that problem, you realize that you're struggling with another. And you're just like... 
I, I guess. But then you tackle the problem anyways. But sometimes we give up when we get to the third problem or the third cousin. And the reason I say this is because when we go through the healing process in life, we do not realize how much work needs to be done or how much work needs to be put into the healing process. And if we're not mindful, we may find ourselves feeling overwhelmed, thinking maybe I'm just broken or maybe I'll never be healed. But that's just not true at all. And that is a lie from the enemy, right? And, I, and I've come to just simply encourage you to, to get to the root things in your life. Like, get to the root cousin. Get to the main door. Go past all them cousins and get to that door and shut it, right? Because most of the times, you, you you really just have to find the main cousin. you and, and tell them, like, yo, get out my way. I'm shutting this door. Like, that's really what you got to do. Now, some of us, there's been many doors that have been opened and probably all around the same time. Now, imagine going through family rejection, being exposed to lust and dealing with a heartbreak all in the same seasons of your life. Several doors need to be shut if you ask me. Like there are several doors in your soul. Like there's probably one in the upper area, the middle area and one to the left side. Them doors need to be shut, like all of them, right? So you're probably wondering, so what should be the first steps to healing and removing these cousins out of my life. Well, my first two pieces of advice are pretty obvious given my background. One, you need to pray. And two, you need to get therapy. But aside from that, it would be beneficial to access your triggers. For instance, if you find yourself comparing yourself to folks a lot, assess the why are you comparing yourself? Like what exactly did they do or do they have that makes you want to compare yourself? And assess what about the situation makes you feel empty or sad on the inside? Because truth be told, you're probably feeling as though you don't need to compare yourself to someone because you feel like you have it all or you're confident in the skin you're in. But it might not even be that. It might not be, you know, you want what they got or you're trying to be, you're trying to look like them. It could be the fact that they receive more love than you. And that reminds you of the love that you did not receive from those close to you growing up. So comparison is not just about, I want what they got or, you know, I want to be just like them. Comparison is what do they receive? that you didn't receive and causes you to get into the state of grievance and causes you to get into the state of comparison. Once you assess your triggers, be vulnerable with the people in your circle and tell them what you're going through and the hurt you've experienced and what it's caused. I mentioned, I mentioned in a recent podcast that vulnerability somehow brings freedom. And when we, and we really need more of that vulnerability in this world. I feel as though we live in a world where like, you know, I'm just going to stay in my head. I'm going to stay to myself. Like as soon as someone hurts you, you just stay to yourself. Like, I, I really want to assess, like, why did that come about? Like, why? And, and it's, it's to me, it, it, it's, it's like, it makes sense that that would be someone's go-to. Is that when they go through someone, something that they isolate. And they don't, don't want to tell no one what they go through. But for some reason, I realized that when I tell someone what I'm going through and I'm vulnerable and I expose my hurt, Instant. I want to say instantly, but there's some healing that's being taken place. But you'll also realize that when you're not being vulnerable, it takes longer for you to overcome the thing that you're going through. So I really want to express that 
being vulnerable is what's going to bring your healing. It's going to start that healing process. So whether it be friends, whether it be pastors, like make sure it's people that you can trust with your deliverance. Okay. Cause that's really what this process is. This process is deliverance. This process process is delivering you from the enemy of your soul, the cousins of your soul. Um, so yeah, like just really, really, really consider being vulnerable and who you want to be in your circle. So if you're listening to this episode, there's a couple of important things that I want you to walk away with. One, the healing process is not a microwave process. Like, I think we live in a world where like, okay, I identified my triggers, I identified what hurts me. Okay, now it's time for me to be healed. It's time for me to be a new person. And you know, that that's almost true, but you have to understand that it doesn't happen overnight. The breakthrough, it, it, it starts there, but it's a long process. So soul searching is a long process that we just have to be patient with. Um, number two, assess your triggers and identify these cousins that are destroying your soul. I can't stress that enough. assess when you feel jealous, assess when you feel pride coming up, assess when you feel control coming up, assess when you feel rebellious and who you're rebellious to, like assess what, what, what triggered that and, and try to get to the root cause, get to that main door. Because like I said earlier, these cousins having a party in your soul is not the party of life, but the party of death, because if not dealt with correctly, it will lead to death. Like, All that jealousy, all that lust, all that comparison will soon lead to death if you are not assessing your triggers and really getting to the bottom or getting to that main door. And the third thing that I want you to walk away with is that you are worth the healing. If if you didn't get anything, understand this. You are worth the healing. Like you, the, the child you, your future children, no matter where you are in your life, you are worth the healing. Your children, if you want them, are worth the healing. Your children, if you already have them, are worth the healing. The children, whether if they're in your womb, they're worth the healing. Like your future is worth the healing. Your past is worth the healing. Everything about you is worth the healing. So that's really the, the main purpose of this episode and I pray that it blesses you and I pray that if it blesses you that you would share it with seven people and let them know that they too are worth the healing. So be blessed and I'll catch you on the next episode.